0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the true life podcast and another version of 10 10, 10 10 10 10 10 this is where we go over 10 profound things that can change the way you see yourself and or your environment, relationships, your well-being, your understanding. In this particular episode of 10 we will be going over 10 ways in which you can change your idea of what a relationship is to loved ones, to the environment, to yourself, to all things relationships. Number one, relationship as a mirror. View relationships as mirrors, reflecting your own growth, allowing the reflections to guide personal development and understanding. Think for a moment about the people in your life. Everyone you see, think of as a mirror. It takes a little bit of practice, but if you see somebody that annoys you, know this. That person is reflecting something in you. I know. I know it's kind of hard to think about, but just think about it. If you meet someone and they're really bothering you, try to identify what it is that really bothers you about that person, and if you're honest with yourself, I'll bet you'll see a reflection. For me, there was an individual I knew that I was kind of mean to. I was just kind of busting his balls all the time. And it came to my mind that maybe what I was doing was seeing myself in this person. And I figured I didn't like this person because they were weak. And I instantly realized it's not that I don't like that person because they're weak. I realized that I'm weak. And that person was just reflecting back at me something I didn't like in myself. And when you do that, it gives you a couple options. Now you can go and apologize to that person. You don't have to be kind of a punk or a knucklehead anymore. And that makes you feel better. That person gets to feel better, and you get to find a flaw, a character flaw in yourself and work on it. The same is true of the opposite, though. When you see somebody that you really admire, that's because something inside you recognize that, and that thing you admire in the other person is something that you admire about yourself, and when you acknowledge that, that thing that you like about yourself will begin to grow, and it will actually begin to manifest through you, and then you become a beacon for other people. So check it out relationships as a mirror. Number two, emotional weaving. Envision relationships as intricate tapestries where emotions are threads, weaving a unique and evolving pattern over time. Does that kind of make sense, the idea of emotional weaving? A lot of the times you may find yourself in difficult conversations with loved ones. Maybe it's an argument, maybe someone's crying, and maybe it's your husband, your wife, or your kid, but it's a difficult time. Both of you were kind of stressed out and strenuous. But if you just flip the script on that, if you think about okay, this is this relationship with people that I have is something bigger than day to day. This relationship that I have with my kid, my wife, my husband, my brother, my mother, my father, this is a a wonderful picture that we're weaving together. And sometimes in a beautiful tapestry there's symbols there's imagery in these difficult times that you're going through maybe a particular difficult pattern that you're trying to weave you know what I mean by that have you ever seen like some of the Native American blankets that have like that really cool symbology in them well those those patterns are intricate and it takes time to weave them in certain ways and it takes certain techniques And we as humans, we don't thoroughly understand relationships. So maybe these emotional, difficult, powerful times that we have with people are in fact us weaving an intricate symbol of our love for one another in this giant pattern. And if you think about it like that, it'll alleviate some of the pressure. It'll make you understand that this is a process and it's not an event. And I think that that is one way I've been able to look at my relationships and understand that The difficult times are somewhat of a colorful thread in a a pattern, in a tapestry that we're weaving together. Try it. Think about a relationship that you have with your kids, a loved one. Think about a difficult time. And then look back on that and be like, oh yeah, I can kind of see how that was a powerful moment that changed us forever. Those difficult times can be intricate patterns in a relationship that you can always look back on. You can see that symbol, and it'll stay with you forever. So think about emotional weaving. Number three, hearts gardeners. See yourself as a gardener of hearts, tending to the emotions and connections that blossom, recognizing that each relationship is a delicate and precious flower. For those of us who love to be out in the garden, maybe you like to grow mushrooms, or maybe you like to grow flowers, or maybe you like to grow some weed, I don't know. Whatever you like to grow, Think about the, 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 how much work it takes, right? You just don't go out there and put a seed in the ground and then come back the next day and be like, hey, where's my flower at? It takes time. You gotta nurture it. You gotta take care of the soil. You gotta bring in the right fertilizer. You gotta make sure that there's no aphids or little things that are sucking the nutrients out of your plant. You gotta make it go from a seedling into a small plant and then you're gonna nurture that plant all the way until it begins to flower. When you think about heart's gardeners or tending to a vine or a plant or even a tree that's going to produce fruit, think about all the things that happen along the way, all the different stages that happen. Another part, when I think about the heart's gardener or when I think about plants or trees or vines or nature as a relationship, isn't it interesting that the flowers know when to bloom? Isn't it interesting that flowers or trees in your garden. They know that they should grow to three feet high by August 27th. And at 2.22 p.m. on August 27th, when the height of the sun is, is at its zenith, that particular tree or plant knows to produce a flower that blossoms. There's like this innate knowing in the garden. And so too is there an innate knowing in your body. When you hear the sound of your heart calling you to make a decision, when that little voice calls out to you, that's nature speaking through you. So think about your relationships as a heart's gardener and listen to the voice in your heart and follow through with it. The same way this the mighty oak is contained in the acorn, so too is the promise of a better life contained in the song of your heart. Con- Number four is conversations as bridges. Regard conversations as bridges, connecting the islands of individual experiences and fostering understanding through shared narratives. Isn't it interesting how every now and then you find someone with whom you can sit down and the time just flies. It's like, wow, we've already been speaking for an hour or, whoa, we've spoken for three hours. There's this sort of interesting road that you walk together hand in hand in a good conversation or in a good relationship. It's transcending. It's almost as if the time with which you spend together is like a sacred time. It's a weaving of connections and experiences. And quite often, sometimes you'd be like, wow, this person really understands. Maybe they've gone through the same things as me. And the truth is, most people have gone through certain, certain similar things. If you're willing to take a chance and have a conversation with someone, I think that you'll be able to find many bridges to go across. Some may be similar bridges with different views. It's nice to have someone to walk across bridges with. you know. And if we look at just different people, no man is an island. And so we need to find those common bridges to walk across and spend some time in other people's gardens. Number 5. Time travelers together. Imagine relationships as time travelers, navigating the past, present, and future together, cherishing memories, embracing the present, and building a shared destiny. In a relationship, you can take time to speak about things that have affected you. You can take time to listen to the things that have affected other people. You can also understand what it was like to be a younger version of you, or if you have a good imagination and you really actively listen to somebody, you can be transported into a world of story where you can envision what it was like to be a younger version of the person with whom you're talking to. It's an incredible experience, and in a way it's, it's the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories we can be part of in the same way we can reflect back on being different versions or younger versions of ourselves, so too can we use our imagination to live in the future on some level. We can take a moment to imagine ourselves flying through the sky in a jet ship or trying to somehow make sure we adhere to the prime directive in a Star Trek cruiser. Whatever it is, when you think about time, understand that you are the arbiter of time. Time is a construct. If you can live in the present moment, your life will probably be free of anxiety and free from depression. But feel not afraid to time travel with people you care about, going on incredible journeys, sci-fi novels, or rewriting the past and finding ways to make peace with difficult events. Number seven. Sculptors of Shared Reality envision relationships as collaborative sculptures where individuals mold and shape the shared reality, co-creating a masterpiece of understanding and connection. It's easy to imagine what the world could look like if we all sat down together and co-created the world we want to live in in a rational, loving, imaginative way. And I think that's beginning to happen. Look around your circle of friends. Who is it that you'd like to co-create with? Think of yourself, this may be kinda cheesy, but think of yourself in that movie Ghost, remember with Patrick Swayze and, and uh, where they sit down and they're molding that bowl together. I know it's kinda silly, but that's kinda co-creation, right? Like, isn't it cool to sit down with someone you love and build out a future or build out something tangible? I'm hopeful that in your life, you have somebody you care about. Maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's the workplace. But whatever relationship you want to put this towards, think about yourself hand in hand with that other individual or entity, and you're creating something that you both are breathing life into. It's an important part of it. When two people or even more people come together, there's a real opportunity to create a world or a life worth living. And hearing other people's opinions, having fun with it, and building on other people's ideas is a great way to do it. Another particular exercise you can do here in sort of sculpting is, think about a story. An exercise you can do is one person write down one sentence. And then the other person take that pen and they follow the story with another sentence. And you just switch back and forth. If you have four or five people, everybody write a sentence and watch the story take shape. Watch the sculpture begin to unfold in front of you. Watch and see the Michelangelo come out of the marble. You can do it. It's a fun exercise. Number eight, harmony in diversity. See relationships as orchestras, each member playing a unique instrument contributing to the harmonious symphony of shared existence every one of us has a gift every one of us each one of our gifts is like a unique instrument and when we play together it can be a symphony maybe someone has a great sense of humor and someone has a great intellect someone else is a great dancer but anyways you get all these people together and you have quite a show going on and everybody feeds off everybody else It's like we're all a unique puzzle piece, and when we get together, we create this beautiful mosaic for others to enjoy, to take in, and even play along with. Number nine, balancing scales of reciprocity. Picture relationships as scales of reciprocity, ensuring a delicate balance of give and take. Acknowledge the dynamic exchange that fuels healthy conditions. You know the idea of reciprocity? Have you ever gotten a present on Christmas and then you feel bad because you didn't get that other person a present? So then you have to like go to the store or find something to give that other person. That's reciprocity. When somebody does something nice for us, we automatically feel obligated to do something nice for them. Sometimes people misuse this idea of reciprocity. But if you think of relationships in this manner, think about pouring a cup of tea for someone and the next time they see you they pour you a cup of tea each of us has our own reservoir and our unique flavor of which we can give to somebody so when someone does something nice for you in a meaningful way in which they expect nothing back then that is the time to apply the idea of reciprocity number 10 inner constellations Think of relationships as constellations of shared values, dreams, and aspirations, forming unique patterns that illuminate the shared journey through life. Have you ever sat outside, on a maybe in the desert, or by the beach, or maybe back in your back patio and just looking up at the stars and noticing the incredible patterns and the way in which your imagination is able to run wild with these ideas of what that symbol represents? Why not have those same inner constellations as your relationships? The same way that the stars can signify dreams and values and aspirations, so too can each relationship be a constellation. Every relationship with someone you care about or you love, or maybe even a stranger, can represent the same thing that these constellation of Scorpio represents and you can apply those values and meanings and even a sort of inner horoscope when you with this person find ways to define relationships like constellations give them meaning give them values give them understanding make them be symbols of something positive in your life and when you do that you can bring heaven to earth inner constellations is a great way to see relationships that's all we got for today 10 ways to change the way in which you relate to the world ladies and gentlemen i hope you have a beautiful day that's all we got aloha aloha everyone thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the true life podcast i truly appreciate it if you're taking some time to listen to this whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way i truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that...